Welcome to Project Healing, a podcast whose mission is to shed light on true self-care, healing our inner demons, and connecting the world in deeper and more meaningful ways. We all have a story to share, and we're very excited to be a part of helping everyone to share their own along the path of their healing journey. I'm your host, Katherine Galvin, psychic medium and intuitive healer, and with me, I have my co-host. I'm Jenna Korzynski, empathic psychic medium and intuitive soul coach. I believe that we have to feel our pain in order to heal it, and that community is a large part of that process. Speaking our truth and riding the waves of life is how we heal, and we welcome you to do the same. This is Project Healing. We would like to thank our patrons for their support monthly, and if you would like to check out our Patron tiers, we have everything from monthly group meetings to just a simple shout out and one-on-ones as well as healing opportunities. So we would like to thank Jessica Lisland, Catherine Kendall, Manuela Cardenas, Reese the Rue, and Katie Duvetter, and Janet Adams, as well as Chelsea Ayers. Thank you all for your continued support. We appreciate you so much. Welcome back to Project Healing. Catherine, how are you doing today, girlfriend? I'm killing it today. My mother-in-law left. Life is good again. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Interesting it's... dynamic when we have other people in our space, right? Yes. Yeah. It's been <laughs> cleansed. It's all free breathing again. The humans are sleeping. I feel good today. And I'm back on the show. It's been a couple episodes, so it feels good to be back. Amazing. I love it. Catherine's been busy. She has been painting her house. And I just have to say that that paint color on the wall behind you is phenomenal. So I know you're in Virginia and all, but whenever you're ready, you can come on up to Rochester and paint my walls too, because um, you did a great job. So Perfect. I paint for food. Food sounds good. Awesome. And I know you have a sweet tooth. So we are <laughs> we are not alone today. Today we are joined by the incredible Brian Nestline um, of teachselfawareness.com. Brian is a psychic and he's an amazing oracle reader and so many more, so much more than that. Um, he wears many hats. So Brian, welcome to the show and we want to hear from you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you so much, Jenna, and I appreciate you having me here. Um, yeah, what about myself, right? I guess I am a psychic clairvoyant, oracle card reader, spiritual card reader. Um, I am a YouTube channel creator. I've got a channel on there where I do daily spiritual oracle card readings and other things. Um, I'm somebody who got into reading just a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, I followed the rabbit down the rabbit hole. You know how it is when you get little coincidences that seem to be jumping out of the woodwork. I'm like, what is this? So I had this experience with this woman, this friend of mine, who she was a spiritual friend, somebody who, you know, I trust. And when I'm around people that I trust and that are, you know, spiritual friends or people that are open to spiritual stuff, I don't know. I just feel more at ease, more comfortable, you know, and um, my mind is just wider open and I notice more things. So this, this is how I got into reading. Basically, this woman, she, she started talking with me about a few different things about rainbows and stuff. And I noticed that she had this butterfly on her, uh, on her shirt that had rainbow colors on it, on it. And we got into this conversation about rainbows. And then we saw this other woman in a wheelchair, um, way out across the street from where we were standing. And 
we were just in this conversation where we started to use our imagination. We imagined like, what would it be like? If we just like send this like white light, this like rainbow colors towards her. And as we're doing this, we're both feeling this elation. We're like in this zone. You know how you get in the zone when you're with other people and you're both on the same page and you're both on the same mystical experience. And then she says to me, Brian, you know what? You would like my friend. She does psychic clairvoyant intuitive classes she's a teacher i'm like really tell me more and so she says well her her name of her company is rainbow readings and i'm like okay you know so this is it you know rainbow 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 everywhere so i followed the rabbit hole down and that's when i became uh, a reader and really that's what i love doing now i mean like i've run marathons i've recovered from drug addiction you know what i mean i i'm I'm a, a single dad now, recently separated from my spouse, whatever. I've got all these different things going on in my life, but what I really love to do is read Oracle cards and do all of that good stuff. Amazing. I came across you in, uh, um, you know, as, as you said, you go down the the rabbit hole <laughs> of spirituality and I found a few psychic groups and that's where I came across you. And I remember, I think you had just started your live and you started reading for someone and I was instantly, your energy hit me like a ton of bricks in a good way, in a good way. I was like, jaw hit the ground, like, wow, this is really incredible. You have this way of delivering your messages and pulling these cards that have maybe no message on them or one word and going into this detail that I was like, I was totally drawn into that. So um, I'm, I'm funny. I, I watched you a few times before I ever said anything. Um, I did the same thing to Catherine when I first met her. <laughs> And I finally said, I have to get a reading with Brian. And we've since done a few readings together. And you've been an instrumental part of my spiritual growth. I don't even know if you realize that. But um, just your delivery and your insight is absolutely amazing. Um, you just have this way of pulling details from the smallest things. And when we talked about what we would talk about today, one of the things that you brought up was like viewing the world as our Oracle. And I thought that for you, like that's such an amazing thing to speak on. So will you, will you share with us a little bit about like your experience with that? Maybe Catherine and I can piggyback with some of our stories. Cause I'm sure we have some too. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, first, I want to thank you for what you said about, you know, recognizing that there's something worthwhile in me because, I mean, what a nice thing for someone to say and to know that you're valuable. And I would have to say that your capacity to recognize all that energy, I mean, like, that's you. You know, that's because of your expansion and your ability to be perceptive and to give a crap about it. Um, you know, what we're interested in does expand and we do get more and more of that. And really, that's um, what we're talking about, too, when we talk about the world being a giant oracle card deck really like because what is an oracle card anyway it's it it's a it's a picture and it's a word or it's a sentence it's words and images words and images and that's what we're surrounded with everywhere look around where are you you know um words and images this is this is an image of a coffee mug i'm holding up a coffee mug and um it's just a word you know mug and i can use this data to interpret whatever's going on in the moment in the present in reality you know, and so once I, I suppose a lot of this is about being open-minded and just being childlike again, you know, taking that awe and wonder and imagination of a child, bring it into our adult life on a day-to-day -day basis so that we are 
ready to reinterpret reality in a way that is fresh and renewing. And so when we're talking about the world as a uh, big oracle card deck, we're talking about looking at everyday objects around you, a rubber band, a lamp, you know, what do you have around you? <laughs> anything. You have anything there? Pick something up. I'll tell me. What are you looking at? <laughs> Catherine, you just told us a story before we started recording that is totally in line with this. Uh, will you tell us the feather story again? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> there's – we. I had to get new tires on my car, and it's been something we've really been putting off. But now that my husband's deployed and the weather's been crappy and I'm sick of putting air in the tires every time I leave the house with three children, I was finally like, ah, forget it. It's time to get the tires. Let's just do it. I went to go get in the car to leave, and something told me just like, hey, double check, make sure it's good. Maybe the fact that I was always having to put air in the tires and I go look out there and it's pouring rain and it's like 35 degrees and the front left tire is totally flat. 100% flat. I was like, shit, I can't just drive that two my even two miles down the road. I'm going to damage the rims and I don't want to do that. So I asked my husband, I had to call him. I was like, Hey, where's the air compressor? What do I need to do this? And he says, you really need to call Ryan. You need a buddy of ours who's like helps out with Mike being gone. Um, I was like, you know, I don't need to call him out here just to put air in the tire. This is stupid. There's no reason. Like I can figure this out on my own. Let me just do this. I'm fully capable. Why interrupt his day for this? If I needed like something real, I would call in a heartbeat. So I get everything out and I'm trying to like figure out how to attach the hose to the tire. I'm like, I know I'm missing one more part here. Something's got to give. So I called him again and he says, well, I thought you could do it yourself. So I said, well, I thought you were a dick. And I hung up the phone because I was done. And our listeners know that this is fine. We're actually celebrating nine years today as our anniversary. Um, But yeah, thank you. Um, This is just our language with each other. We're actually very supportive of each other. But regardless, um, I go to plug the um, extension cord in and a gray feather falls out of the extension cord all wrapped up. And feathers are my husband's sign. And I was so, I was like, I don't know if I take this as like, you've got this, babe, or if it's more like, you really should call for help. (laughs) But I took it as I had it and I called my stepdad for help. But (laughs) it is, those signs are all around you. And Brian, I love what you're saying about um, taking everything in with like a childlike wonder because being a solo parent right now has given me, especially in mine are all five and under. So like, the childlike sense is real, the hysteria is real, the stress level is real. (laughs) And just looking at everything through the lens of their perspective instead has really chilled me out, actually, because it's so basic. If they're acting angry, they're probably sad about something. Let's figure it out. If, If they're really excited, why don't I just get excited with them instead of telling them to quiet down? And and like everything that they see is so exciting. And taking that in and, and doing life that way, it's really, it's life-changing. It's it's wonderful to hear your story about too, and you know that you make those connections with the things in your reality and you know even as i'm hearing it too i'm thinking about these four tires and i'm thinking about like you and your children you know and i'm thinking about the air compressor and i'm thinking about the ability to like bring balance to restore balance to this family and how you're you got to be that person you are the compressor you know what i mean that air compressor the one that brings all of that into put everybody back up and running up and running especially if you've got those kids going you 
got to keep them on track. All of them working together, you know, your, your three children, your husband, right? You know, you're holding them together like that. And so I see that that's a way that I'll use your story to interpret it is that you're the one, you know, you're really the one that is keeping the balance with everyone and keeping things moving forward. And I know that you're doing that too, because um, I know that you're the one that's bringing that feather sign to him. Like you brought that to him, you know? I love that. Yeah. And what a great way that now it's expanding because if you've got your hands on the air compressor now, now you have access to that thing that can just inflate it all the time. So you're going to be able to solve any of the flat tires that your little ones have. Or oh, pff, I got have. it. Yeah. Thank you. Jenna, you didn't warn me he was going to make me probably cry. Just saying. <laughs> I told you he's a bright, shiny light. There's no there's no denying it. Um, I really connect with numbers, and um, it's interesting. So Brian sent his bio over to me yesterday, and my husband got home from work, and I was reading through his bio, and of course, you know, reading it out loud, because everything that I know my husband has to know, because I am that person sometimes. And I was like, oh, Brian's got this free class on his website. I've been meaning to do this. And I, I totally forgot about it. And as I'm telling my husband, my son goes, mom, it's one, two, three, four. It was 1234 in the afternoon. And so, you know, we have the ability. Uh, ability or availability to look up what these numbers mean, but I like to kind of put it back on my kiddos when they notice these things. So I said to my son, I said, and what does that mean, Cam? What, what can we take from that? And he goes, well, it's one, two, three, four. Next comes five. So I think that whatever it is, we have to keep going. And so I was like, oh, okay. So I look at my husband. I was like, did you hear that? We have to keep going. I said, I'm taking that as a sign that we should do this. We should both do this course. So my husband, who's usually like, nah, I'm going to do things on my own time. He goes, text it to me. I said, excuse me? He goes, text it to me. You're going to finish it in about an hour. It's going to take me a little longer, but I'm willing to do it. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And so I'm going to um, toot Brian's horn for a second. He's got this amazing free class um, called Identity Repositioning on TeachSelfAwareness.com. It was brilliant. I loved it so, so much. And my husband's only a couple segments into it. But um, he even said, this is giving me a lot to think about. Um, and he is a very, like, logical, math brain, you know, <laughs> man. He's Capricorn, hardcore, through and through. <laughs> so um, I think that utilizing these little signs and symbols, Brian, just like you just said to Catherine, to connect to connect with each other is so, so important. So how have you used the signs and symbols that you've seen in your life to connect on a deeper level um, with either yourself or with others? Right. So yeah, how have I used those signs? I mean, the first thing about it is that um, I want to know that everything is very literal in the world, first of all. So I, I, the first thing I do is I set myself up to be able to really to make use of it, which is I know that everything's literal. I know a pen is a pen. I know a car is a car and on and on. And that's good. But also I know that it's all spiritual and it's all alive. And it's not literally alive. It's all alive, meaning that it's alive with different meaning, different meaning and information, information and energy, whirling energy, lots of data shifting and changing all the time. And when I get into that zone and I think of the world around me, that it is offering more than just what meets the eye, then I'm ready. 
for what? I'm ready for an intuitive thought, a little impression, a little bit of a new pattern that starts to emerge. And when I speak about that pattern and articulate that pattern, then it starts to bubble up and kind of let me go through it. Like the one, two, three, four, five. And what does five mean to you? And well, it means that we should keep going. And so I'm going to keep going because I was just going that way and on and on. And, and it is a, a movement, you know? Um, so the things around us are very static. They're very concrete. You know, a pen is a pen. It's always a pen. You maybe even hear people that say like, no, this is this way. And that's how it is. You know, like that, really are firm to keep things just like they are because there's a sense of security and stability in that but um what i really am about is letting go of that letting go of reality letting go of the material world as being so solid and instead see how it can fluctuate and mainly the fluctuation is in meaning in meaning mm. it's an in, it's an intelligence um so, you know, but your question was like, how do I, you know, you, how do I use that in my day-to-day -day life and whatnot? Um, you know, with that course that you mentioned uh, on, on uh, teachselfawareness.com on the website, the identity repositioning, I mean, it, it really is another way of saying, hey, you can wake up spiritually. You can change your identity. You can shift it, shift your identity from your limited self that you know, you know, my name is Jenna, I am this years old, and I do this, that, and the other. And you can shift it into that thing that is really undefined, that spirit, that consciousness, that awareness, and just live as that. And um, so I think that really, the way that I, I use the things around me, it's not so much the things, it is the shifting the identity to the spiritual person, being spiritual, or knowing my identity as an awareness allows me to just look at the things around me as new and changing in the moment. And then information just comes in. So I don't really know what I'm going to get in the moment. But isn't that how it is when we're reading? We're present. We're available. The emotions are there. They, it, we're all blank slate and ready to go. And then, boom, something pops in. And we just speak it. We are not afraid to share it. And it doesn't have to be logical at first. It always wraps back around and becomes somewhat recognizable, you know. Anyhow, thank you. Definitely. Um, I think that um, a takeaway, how we can kind of like combine this. So a takeaway that I got from um, your course, and it also made me think about... Um, basically using the word world as our oracle is um, understanding like how we connect with others and looking at yeah. spreading that awareness. I almost like I was viewing it almost like as an aura, right? Like you're spreading your awareness out. And so you're no longer looking at things from like, oh, this is Jenna's point of view. Like, if Catherine has an issue, maybe, and she comes to me, I may not understand that issue at for myself, right? But when I look at it from that awareness point of view, I realize that it may be an issue for her because of her experiences and her um, perception of things. So I think that these tools can also be really helpful to help us build those relationships with others and see things from a wider perspective than just our own, our own vision. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, that's what we were doing earlier when I, when I 
when I recounted the story about your tires and the air compressor and how you are the one bringing balance to your family. Now, you know, like what happens there? Like if we present information to somebody that is uplifting or expanding or is empowering, then we're really planting seeds in their personal reality of something that is just genuinely good, you know? And um, if they would receive it, you know, if it resonates, which is what? That what's going to resonate with, with people is life, because that's what we are, you know, expansion. I mean, this, this light, this being, this awareness wants to come into the world and expand. I mean, the universe is expanding, but it's expanding here on Earth in our personal lives. It comes into us as this energy, this raw consciousness and then it's asking us to go into this static dead world not dead like you know decay and oh scary graveyard dead no zombie dead no dead like uh, a tree is a tree is a tree is a tree is a tree you know pen is a pen is a pen is a pen is a pen until we come along and we say oh wait a second like let me take that pen and let me take that tree and let me mix them together and be like oh my god the words i'm writing are now growing like branches. Hmm, like branches to what? Oh, like I can branch it off into this department of my life and that department of my life and this. Oh, wait a second. Now I realize the power of my word, power of my pen or my word, to be able to blossom these five different departments of my life that I, I really haven't really thought about. What are my branches? And what do I want to say and do in each one of these branches? So all of a sudden, the pen and the tree are different now. They're not just a pen or a tree. They are this living, integrated experience for me in the moment. And this can all just happen because I'm like clicking a pen that I just happen to have in my pocket and I'm going for a walk and I just happen to glance up at a tree, a tree that I've seen all the time out in my front yard, you know, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it, it really is about living in the moment and reinterpreting reality over and over and over again with the general idea that we want to bring goodness or greatness into the lives of those around us. You know? So, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm having one of those nights myself. I'm like, what am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's my existence. You're doing fine. I was skiing all weekend. We were skiing, skiing. Oh my God. We snowboarded and skied. We started snowboarding and skiing a month ago. We both took a lesson, me and my 12-year-old son. And I don't even know how to say it. We've just been like swimming and skiing, swimming in that whole yeah. experience. We've been out all day, so I'm like burnt to a crisp. <laughs> That's awesome. No, you're making perfect sense. You're. I'm actually sitting here taking it all in, which is very rare for me to not speak. So we're just taking it in. And by the way, and it's okay, actually, like if we don't make sense, like if if you're someone out there listening and like you're saying things to people around you and you're even saying things to yourself and it doesn't make sense it doesn't have to make sense you can always like feel the feeling of what you're saying even though it's a blah 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 what a bunch of nonsense i don't really know what the hell i'm saying but who gives a crap because right now oh my god i feel all that energy moving through my words and maybe i'm supposed to talk nonsense for a moment so that i can Forget about the logic and the meaning so I can get in touch with that little juicy, juicy, little sparkle, sparkle, light, bright. Oh, my God, I feel alive. Oh, my God, I'm alive. And, and I move 
and I'm a wave and I'm a beam of light and all of that. And then I can come back down and, wow, I mean, I just used a bunch of words, didn't I, to describe that energy, that electricity, that awareness, that zest that we are. So, yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Catherine I like, and I yeah. often do that where we we go off on like our own little tangents and then we go, wait a minute, what were we saying? Bring me back and we'll utilize yeah. the other one to like bounce back. But then we're always like after we're finished recording, we're like, did any of that make sense? And then every time I listen, it back, usually I'm does. Like, that was actually kind of brilliant, but we're just allowing it to flow through us. So there is definitely something to be said about that. <laughs> we're all just children in adult bodies now. We're just, we're being awake spiritually means like, oh my God, all right. So my life got all screwed up. Ah, so I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Ah, so, you know, <laughs> things not exactly as I wanted. I didn't really know what I wanted. Damn, I got things by accident. I was afraid. I attracted fearful things in my life. Oh, how do I get rid of those things? So we go through all of this stuff and then we're like, ah, oh, shit. You know, I mean, sorry. No, like, you're oh. good. <laughs> oh, I am good. You know, he's got that out. I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. You know, and then we get to this point where we're like, darn it. You know, like, how long am I going to be on this earth anyway? Like, why do I give a crap about what other people think of me? Like, oh my God. Like, what life is too like things are hard enough i'm i'm it's time for me to have some joy and some light and some childlike wonder and awe and when we rediscover that that being a child again i mean not to quote the bible but you know sometimes we do right it's yeah. like be like a child again to enter into that kingdom of the whoa the kingdom of the goody good and um I don't know. I guess what I'm really saying, what I like, what I really want to say out loud right now to whoever is listening to this, like, oh my God, you are the most rare, unique expression in the world of God, source, universe, or whatever. No one will ever be able to assemble the words and the emotions and the event and the looks, you know, and the blinking of your eyes, all of the little teeny things that you're ever doing you're a movement of light in the world that is unmatched rare so good so you know i hope you can feel that about yourself. know that Who yes you are. yeah it, it is it's so amazing you're i love the way you put awakening as basically like just returning to your inner child and that is so brilliant it's so perfect because um I mean, that's what we do as healers, right? We, we, we help ourselves and other people in our um, community return to peace inside. Like we had when we were kids and we had that freedom and that joy and that, you know, no limits feeling of like the world is an endless possibility. And then society turns us into something else <laughs> and then we have to find it again. Right? <laughs> Good. How else are we going to learn if we don't have all those words and all those labels on us first? Like on my YouTube channel, I've got a lot of videos that talk about shifting your identity or identity repositioning or really spiritual awakening. These are all terms that are all similar. And, um, you know, like uh, developing ourself and really um, staking our claim as a self. Like I'm Brian and I like skiing and I like vanilla ice cream and uh, chocolate chip cookies, not pecan, blah, blah, blah. And having those preferences all really claimed out and then... Then we're able to use all those words. I can use the word skiing, and I can use the word chocolate chip cookie, and I can bring these all together in a brand new way that nobody else will. And so we're just big sets of data. <laughs> the Brian, you know, the Jenna, you know, the 
the Catherine, the, the whoever. And then we can use that data and expand on it. Now that we're adults and we don't have parents telling us, no, that's bad. No, that's good. And I'm guilty of doing that same garbage to my son. Oh, please help me not do that anymore. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And that actually is something I just went through. Like, I have been, like, helicopter controlling him. I don't know why other than I, he's my son. And I feel this sense of responsibility as his dad. Like, I'm the only one that's going to remind him to brush his teeth a hundred times. Remind him how important it is to eat vegetables and fruits a hundred thousand times, you know? And then when I, out of the corner of my eye, when I see him, like, not eating, I'm like, damn, what do I do? I'm like, you better go over there. I'm like, make him eat those. And I'm like, I don't want to make him do things. I want him to do them on his own because he understands that it's good to do, you know, and all of that. Oh, it's maddening. But this, this, a few days ago, what I did was I realized, like, one of us has to change. And since he's not, <laughs> I need to change. I need to be the one. And I said, you know what, Adam? Oh, my God, dude. I'm so sorry. I, it's because I love you, care about you, and I really want your health and your wellness and these basic things to be part of your life. And that's what I feel I'm supposed to do as a parent. But the power struggles we're having, bumping our heads against the wall and the frustration, I'm like, I can't do that anymore, dude. And if you're not going to just change and do these things, Without me asking, I'm going to have to just stop asking you and stop patrolling you and stop policing you and just get off your case. And I did that. I did that. Oh, my God. And it was tough. The next day, it was so difficult not to be like, he's not brushing his F and T. So I'm like, oh, go, go tell him. Make him do it. And I'm like, don't you dare, Brian. You stop. And I had to I had to take Brian and lock him away. You know, is that a that that consciousness i'd be like that version of brian is dying and going away and i will not allow him to run this world anymore and so there i am is that awareness and brian combined and i'm like sticking to the new idea you know that if trusting that if i just let go and let god or universe if i just go with this new thing this renewal that it will be good because it was the inspired thought i had anyway and i didn't really have any other choice <laughs> because we were bumping heads so what I noticed, though, was I did. I did well because, again, I ran a marathon. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it, it take, it's hard to run a marathon. I mean, it really is. You've got to train. I recovered from drug addiction. Dude, I'm telling you, recovering from drug addiction is not something that is that easy to do. It takes effort and it takes determination and perseverance. Actually, it takes the same types of things it takes to become an addict as it does to recover from it. You need, like, strong focus of wanting something over everything else, you know, just like using drugs and alcohol. Anyway, so with my son, I stuck to my guns. I mean, I stuck to my new reality. I changed the things I could with myself instead of him. And oh my God, did I feel a whole expansion in my own emotional body because I wasn't wasting my power fighting him. And what that ended up turning out to be was then I was able to just tell him stories about myself sometimes. Like, I, I, I don't know where I was like, you know what? Like, um, I don't even remember learning how to brush my teeth, <laughs> but, <laughs> I brush, but I brush them regularly now, you know? Right. <laughs> so like, and it just felt good. I felt like I could just do a, a different approach and really a lot mm -hmm. of relationships just take a different approach to them being the one to make the change. And, um, one more thing about this was now I noticed this. So, We've just been doing this the last few days, and I've been doing really well with it. And I'm talking about, like, moving the computer into his room, like, not monitoring his schoolwork, like, giving him my password where we were blocking his computer so he wouldn't play games. Here's my here's my effing password. Fine. 
have it all, dude. And Adam, you know what? Like, you have enough rope to be able to climb up out into the ether or to, you know, go down in that hole. And it's all going to be up to him to learn from his own experiences. But the thing that I wanted to say was that I noticed, which is so funny, was we were skiing. And what he started doing to me, he was trying to control me. He's like, don't go ahead of that. No, stop there, Dad. Do that. And I was like, holy crap. I was like, that's me. I'm like, look, not me. He's embodying me. We switched. Now I'm feeling awesome. And he's all like, rah, rah, rah. but uh, I know he'll get, he'll, he'll, he'll stop doing that too, because I didn't retaliate. He did that. I, I just stopped, you know, that reflection that. back of you in your children is one of the most terrifying things and rewarding. It can go either way, but Oh, can that be terrifying? Yeah. <laughs> You know, I want to say one more thing about that. So there is a, a tool that I use often in relationships that is like a charm. Oh, my God, it's so good. Because you said the word reflection. See, the reflection that comes back from them. But this thing is just a simple thing. It's called, you know, like showing understanding or mirroring or or reflective listening. And it's so good because especially if you're like someone who is sensitive emotionally or you're an empath or you really feel feelings really strongly, right? right? So the mirroring works so easy. It's so easy. What you do is when someone says something to you, you simply repeat back to them what they said, <laughs> but in your own creative word. Now, this forces us to think creatively and to look at things in a new way, just like we were talking about with the Oracle card. So um, especially when someone's like angry at you, too, it works really well. But, but like... <clears throat> You know, anything at all, you will not take on their negative emotion if they're really harsh with it. Um, instead, you will just feel really good about yourself because you're like creatively thinking of how to say it back to them in your own way. And then you get to use your own word to do it. So mirroring other people is just brilliant because you stay emotionally uninvolved and you just stay buoyant above the whole scenario, the drama of it all. And stuff so yeah and i love like role-playing those things too it's so much fun that is a skill that i utilized i directed a child care center for many many years um and interacting with both um staff and families that is something that was like one of the most helpful tools in my toolbox because often i was receiving complaints you know complaints about maybe the work environment or even the children, if the if my staff were having a rough day, or um, complaints coming in from parents regarding maybe things that had gone wrong with their kiddos, um, and it was really helpful to utilize that tool and respond back to them with, "Okay, what I'm hearing is," and give my own interpretation of it. A, it broke down the barriers um, if I was misunderstanding or misinterpreting anything, and it, you're right, it gives the, the chance to kind of look at how they're approaching a situation and go, "Oh, wait a minute." no, that's not what I intended. And let's have a constructive conversation about this. So um, that is a, a beautiful um, skill and tool to have in your toolbox. So I need to use it a little bit more frequently now. I think I forgot about it. So thank you for that reminder, Brian. <laughs> what I hear you saying is, you know, <laughs> that, um, that, yeah, you're going to be able to draw on that. It's coming up in your reality now. So it'll just happen naturally. There, the, the easiest way to get up and running on that, if anybody is like listening to the to the to wanting to do that, 
that they haven't actually done that before and they're just listening to this for the first time. Um, a way to get up and running on it that's fun is to do it with inanimate object. Inanimate object. And this ties in with using the world as a giant oracle card deck. So all we're really doing is, so like, let's say you're driving. An easy one is you're driving and you come up to a stop sign and then you do it with the stop sign. Pretend that these things around you are people and be like, the stop sign is a person. So you'd be like, oh, what I hear you saying is you'd like me to halt. So now we don't use the word huh. stop because we're at the person, right? So let's the stop light. The, the stop light turns green. Oh, what you're telling me is I can go free now, you know, and you can get yourself into it. And then all of a sudden that you're going to look up and you're going to see the sun and you're going to be like, you want me to know how warm, how warm it is. And you're going to be able to get in there emotionally with inanimate objects. If you get it in there, you know, um, somebody, uh, <laughs> somebody cuts you off when you're driving you're like you are in a hurry <laughs> yeah i love that okay so yeah, what if like, i'm using that one <laughs> let's apply this to children this may or may not be um for a friend so if you you say that uh my friend's very um emotional three-year-old fire sign just like his mother my friends of course she's her, her son often tells you, my son will just be like, I'm so mad. I'm not picking up my toys. It takes too long. So I would say back to him, in this case, I hear that it takes a long time to pick up your toys and you're very upset about it. You can do it like that. Yes, yes, yeah. Hey, you know, like those t picking up those toys would take forever. You know? Picking up those toys would take forever. You know, you are very, very emotional about this. Any of the stuff that you reflect back, showing you understand them, you know, and it depends on their age, of course, too. You, you, you're you going to break apart what they're doing. Like Jenna said, that they're going to see what they said, but in a different way. And it'll cause them to kind of detach from okay. what happened. A lot of times it'll diffuse the emotional connection that they had to it, especially if it's anger. If you yeah. stay calm with an angry person. Yeah. yeah. So For I have it, that fiery three-year-old as well. And definitely on their on their level. Catherine, you know Eva. Eva is a force. Um, <laughs> on their level and, and short, short phrases. Yeah. So I always start with like whatever she doesn't want to do. Like if she's freaking out about picking up toys, I'm like, oh, I'm hearing that you're really upset about picking up those toys. And then she'll stop a little bit more, you know, and then, you know, I go, oh, I see you're so angry. And then, you know, I'll start. I also use tapping. So I'll start tapping and then she'll see that I'm doing it. And she's like, OK, wait, if mom's tapping, I should probably calm down. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> you get in a routine with it. They do. They do pick yeah. up. But you know, if you if you stay calm, then they will they will come back down and also lower your voice, like the whisper voice when they're elevated, really helps. <laughs> Sometimes too, what I'll do is, especially since you know I'm put picturing you know a three year old and stuff like that, um, I do a lot of the mirroring with adults and with you know, <laughs> but with the three year olds, like all of a sudden now I see like oh you know like oh wow like what would it be like if the toys would just pick themselves up. You know, and like bringing life into the toys, like, wait a second, like, I think these toys do pick themselves up. Let me see. And then you go and you grab one of the toys and be like, oh, my God, this toy is like actually <laughs> moving my hand to pick itself up. How can that be? I love is that. that. 
Yeah, yeah, and see if it works for them. They're going to be playing on those things because, yeah, they're little, three years old. They'll do that. The imagination will work better with them than yeah. they're little, teeny, yeah. tiny. <laughs> I love that. Love that. Yeah, love that. Absolutely. Um, well, we always do a conversation card at the end of our conversations. Um, so, and Brian, your your psychic um, abilities were definitely picking up because you actually already touched on this, but we're going to circle back anyways. <laughs> um, so our conversation card for today is how do you respond when you get something wrong? Mm. How do I respond? How do, how do I respond personally, you mean? When mm-hmm. I get something wrong. You're talking about from like a, just life, psychic reading yeah. standpoint? What do you mean? Yeah, well, well, I don't know if we need to get into the readings aspect of it because, you know, we could talk for hours on that. But <laughs> but just in life, it, if you feel that um, you've made a wrong turn, we'll say, um, yeah. how do you respond to that? Um, you know, the first response to that is a deep breath. <laughs> it's a gasp at first. It's like an embarrassing gasp or like a panicking gasp or like, a, oh, my God, gasp. It's something like that, but it's definitely an inhale, a deep one, because that's going to give me that moment to get out of myself and go where we really live, which is in la la land or, you know, the spiritual dimension where everything is fixable. Everything is normal. Everything is fine. There really isn't anything wrong. You really didn't make a mistake, but okay. And for some reason, when I take that deep, deep breath, which is a reaction now because I've practiced pausing and breathing when emotionally disturbed, (laughs) I actually put up sticky notes that said pause and breathe and put them all over the place, wherever I'd be throughout the day. One on the car dashboard, one in the mirror, one on the fridge, wherever, coffee maker. And I would pause and take a deep breath, hold it in a little longer so that I could go into my spacious mind, that empty mind space. And that way, when I do find that I've done something wrong, I do take that big breath. And that gives me the chance to be able to get an intuitive thought on what I can do next. And because I give a crap about doing the next right thing in general, because I've like just decided that, hey, God, hey, universe, hey, source, like, I get it. Like, we're only on Earth for a certain period of time. And I really don't know what the hell I'm doing anyway. And if you don't give me clear directions, then I'm not going to know what the next right thing is. So because I kind of surrender to the faith that that is the authority in life, I'm able to go in there and tell people like, you know, what I did was wrong. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because I know that's going to unhook me from any of that reality, any of that timeline. It's going to give me the space to recreate myself. And that's what I do. I recreate myself on a regular basis by looking at the world as a giant oracle card deck that I can reinterpret at any moment and by mirroring back to the other people like what I hear them saying because I want them to know that I'm listening not only am I listening to them but I am figuring out how I can expand the same thing and share it back with them you know Mm. and um and by uh by just by realizing that I don't know we're never really wrong we're just sort of right twice a day like a broken clock you know we're, we're right in that moment but now that moment's gone and now that right is wrong you know it, it's just weird it's like it's like um everything has its place and um sometimes things are out of place so i have to pause and breathe and i have to get out of the place of brian and into that spiritual dimension where i can recreate life or get an intuitive thought idea um so yeah whatever <laughs> and then whatever <laughs> <laughs> all these beautiful insightful thoughts and 
just cap it there. I I love that. I I there's I've got no answer to that. I'm just gonna going to adopt um your answer into my life. Yeah. Now, okay. So that's <laughs> that's where I'm at with well, that. Well, in, in saying that, I mean, first of all, when you are you're reciprocating back to someone like what they're saying, you're showing them that you're actively listening, which is something that is really lacking today. That people are actively listening and taking in what they're hearing and not. Sorry, phantom baby cries. Um, and not <laughs> it's a real thing. Um, you're not just hearing them and preparing yourself to say whatever it is you have to say back to them, right? Like you're actually actively listening, and I think that's so important to repeat back like that. And that's something I was in the military for like a really tiny second in time, and that was one thing: repeat backs. You say exactly what they said to let them know that you heard them as a safety thing. But then in real life, it's so important to let them know that you're listening in real life and in the rest of, of our time. It's important to do that. And and I had a point to the end of that, and then I thought I heard the baby, and I did not. <laughs> Active listening, though, it, it's, it's really important, and I, I think that it's something that people have lost sight of. And then owning up, that was the other part of it, owning up to what was wrong or or right but in the wrong time or whatever it is, it's really important to take that accountability too because it also builds trust, I believe. People trust you more if you're able to say like, hey, this wasn't right. Let me step back rather than covering everything. I'm going to own that. Apologize for it. Take that breath. Hear what you have to say. And then we're going to whatever, right? Move on. Yeah. So good. You guys are solid people that are <laughs> really living the deal. We uh, think you're solid. I know. We we accept that. We we got to help our beautiful friend Nike to accept the compliments. We str- we both struggled with that. So thank you, Brian. We appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> and and- um, this this vision that the two of you have, like this podcast, like this thing, this conversation, this spiritual conversation, and inviting more people into it, and allowing us to just be who we are and share things. What an amazing, amazing beacon, really, for just bright light. And I am excited at the fact that people exist that are doing this type of stuff. So I'm so thankful um, for the two of you and for this whole show that you have. Well, thanks for being a part of it today with us. We really appreciate it. And you sharing our light with our listeners as well. So thank you. You know, if anybody ever wants to find me, the best place is my YouTube channel. Like if you go to my YouTube channel, there's like 150 videos there. There, there, There's pick a card reading videos that are just waiting there for you. And the thing about it is like you're if you just set the intention that you'll be drawn to whatever you need to be drawn to and then you take action on it, you're automatically going to hear what you can use in the moment because the, the real reflective listener is God's source universe. It is constantly reflect, listening to us and reflecting back to us, our hearts, our minds. It knows. It's us on yeah. a much higher level. level. So it's like, <laughs> it, there's, there's really no mistake. Like, it just keeps happening clearer and clearer. So, so yeah. excited. You guys go check out his YouTube channel and everything will be linked in the show notes for you as well. So everyone can jump right on and, and go see it's it's called i'm really bad with titles i am so sorry what is yeah, the well, name of it once more 
the YouTube channel is, <laughs> and I, so, okay. So the, just like a person actually too, like I go through a lot of changes, people go through changes. So that YouTube channel is changing. I'm like, I, am I really going to change the name of that channel? But so right now it is named daily spiritual, <laughs> daily spiritual card reading, daily spiritual card readings, but it's still under the teach self-awareness. It's okay. The YouTube channel you know, the best way to get to it is going to have to be through that link. But it's it's Brian Nestline, Teach Self-Awareness, or Brian Nestline, Daily Spiritual Card Readings. And it'll you'll find me. You'll know. <laughs> He's easy to find. I found him. So, all right. Well, thanks for coming on. And you guys, thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next time on Project Healing. Mm-hmm.